Welcome back to another episode of Giving Grace. I'm your host, Alexandra Hansen, and I'm so tickled to be back here with you guys. I feel like I owe you an apology. I'm so sorry I took a two-week hiatus. I went on a vacation, a much-needed vacation with my husband, and I had every intention of pre-recording a bunch of episodes for you guys, well, a bunch, two, so that you guys could uh, have episodes while I was gone. However, about four days before my before we left, I got super sick. Um, I've been sick since about November. I can't seem to kick this cough and this junk, and um, it just like kind of comes in waves. So the four days leading up to our trip, I couldn't talk. I my voice was barely there. I was coughing really bad. I was really snotty. And I just don't think that you would have enjoyed an episode when I wasn't fully myself. So I do apologize, but want to say thank you for giving me grace. <laughs> See what I did there. Um, anywho, but so I have been going back and forth and what I wanted to talk about today. And uh, I've struggled with, with the topic because I feel like I know what I'm going to be speaking from today is going to be coming from a place of privilege and I understand that uh, but I also it's something that's really important to me and I think it's a huge part of my identity and so I wanted to share it with you guys if this episode doesn't resonate with you that's okay you can skip this one um, but this is just really important to me and really close to my heart and so I wanted to talk to you guys about it because um, it is so so big and, and the, the topic I wanted to talk about is travel um, so a little bit about my background. So when I was younger, I grew up on a ranch in South Dakota, and I remember seeing the airplanes fly over the top and listening to, you know, their engines or whatever it is that you hear when you hear them fly by. But I remember just looking up in the sky and closing my eyes and thinking about Chicago. I don't know why Chicago, but I was like, I want to, I, I wish I was on that plane. That plane would be going to Chicago, or I'd be thinking about the plane going to Europe or Japan or Africa. And I would just envision what it would be like to sit on an airplane. And I would envision what it would be like to be in those cultures. And so from a young age, I always dreamed about what it would be like to travel. And when I went to college, I did a small study abroad um, to the Czech Republic. And that was quite a culture shock for me. So uh, I went to school in Oklahoma. And then I took a... a, a study abroad program with my roommate at the time. She was studying uh, agriculture education and she didn't want to study abroad on her own. I still was in my gen eds and she's like, hey, will you go with me to go to the Czech Republic? I don't want to go by myself. I was like, heck yeah. Coming from an agriculture background, this is perfect. And so I just wasn't prepared. And Europe is, is I've traveled a little bit since, since going to the Czech Republic. I've been to 10 other countries and the Czech Republic was very mild at how the rest of the world works, but to me, it was such a huge culture shock. And I came back super changed by that trip. And, and the first thing that comes to mind, which is going to sound really silly, but they're you know not much different than us in terms of, you know, I don't know, they eat and drink and sleep in houses just like us, but they didn't have air conditioning. And it was sweltering. It was so hot. And these people, did not use air conditioning at all. And then the other thing that really blew my mind was how small their houses were and just how minimally they lived. And I feel, I've been to several European countries and I feel like that's very um, traditional of European countries. They, they don't have a lot of stuff. And when I came back from the Czech Republic, I just remember feeling truly gluttonous by all the stuff I had in my dorm room in the house I was living in. And 
I'm just thinking about the ways that, that I was raised and not saying the way I was raised was bad. It was just a contrast for me to, to look at. And so that really sparked for me the need to travel and the need to understand other cultures, why people do things the way they do it, um, you know, understand other religions and, and understand history, why the world is the way it is, why, how history shapes people and shapes cultures. Uh, and, and it really sparked this journey for me. Uh, so much so, <laughs> the first two questions on a date I would ask are, do you want children and do you want to travel? <laughs> so I'm sure I was a hoot to date, but those are my two biggest things that I would ask someone when I'd go on a date because I wanted someone who wanted to travel with me as much as humanly possible. And I understand traveling is a privilege. I, I totally, totally understand that. And I know I'm coming from a very privileged perspective. That being said, I feel like I could do a whole other episode on how to do budget-friendly traveling because I'm very, very passionate about it. I actually could see myself being a small travel agent for people because <laughs> I just enjoy planning trips so much. But traveling does not have to cost you an arm and a leg. It, it doesn't have to be overly expensive. Now, is it a luxury expense to travel? Absolutely. But when I think about other luxuries that we have, we go get our hair done, we get our nails done, maybe we go to fancy restaurants, or maybe we go out and have a few drinks with friends. Those are all luxuries. It just depends on what you're willing to budget, what you're willing to save for, what you're willing to cut out to be able to have these experiences. And I'm going to say a really bold statement, and I stand by it. I think every person needs to travel. And I think every person should take a gap year after high school and travel. And I know that's pretty bold because we're supposed to go to college right after high school. But to be honest, I had no idea what I wanted to do in life. And I think a gap year would have helped me so much. The reason being, if I would have taken a gap year and I would have traveled, I have never understood myself better than when I travel. And I've never been more at peace with myself than when I travel. And people will make the statement, yeah, it's because you're vacationing. And of course you're relaxed when you're vacationing and yada, yada, yada. Well, <laughs> yes, that's true. But also <clears throat> traveling when I was 19 versus traveling when I'm almost 30 are two very different things. Traveling when you're 19 and you're balling on a budget is much different now that I have, quote unquote, adult money, my own money. Um, to spend a little bit more um, freely, if you will, now that I'm closer to 30. So um, two very different experiences. And when you are balling on a budget, it's not as like vacation-esque. You know, you are kind of worrying about where your pennies are at. Um, so I, I kind of want to discredit that um, that comment a little, a little bit. Um, yes, it's easy to relax more when you're vacationing, but it's not always easy when you are a little bit worrying about money. But I digress. <clears throat> I feel most like myself when I travel because a lot of the countries I go to don't speak English. And most of the countries that I used to travel to, I did not have cell service. Why? Because I was balling on a budget. And so I didn't have Google Translate. <laughs> I didn't have um, things to easily Google about the culture or where things were at. And so... I really relied on the kindness of strangers. I relied on paper maps. I don't know if 
you guys ever used MapQuest and printed out uh, <laughs> directions off of paper to go across the U.S.? But I remember that when I was younger. Um, and so anyways, operating off of paper maps is so much different. You just rely on, on um, your intuition. You rely on the tools at hand and you rely on the kindness of strangers. And for me, you really have to like strip away your pride. You have to strip away what you know. You have to be willing to absorb um, the culture around you, the people around you. You have to absorb new information. And for me, that's where I feel I am most genuinely and authentically myself is honestly, I don't have my phone on me. I delete all my social media. I don't have a uh, cell service to my phone, so people can't call or text me. Um, it's a little bit stressful when I land back in the U.S. because then I turn my service back on and get a lot of messages. But that being said, while I'm elsewhere, I am fully immersed in that culture and I'm fully immersed and in tune to who I am and in tune to what I want to do, in tune to my intuition and where I want to go, how to get there. Um, being open to how the day needs to unfold. Do I need to take a tram? Do I need to take a metro? Do I need to take a bus? Do I need to take a train, uh, airplane to get to where I want to go and making these decisions and um, really filtering it through what I do and don't like, what I do and don't want to do. And you create this really beautiful relationship with yourself when you are literally plunked in the middle of a country where you don't know what to do, you don't know what the cultural norms are, and you don't know the language. Usually the first thing I do when I land in another country is I learn how to say thank you. That's my first one. And hello. Um, and I'm sorry. Because <laughs> those are like the terms I use the most. Like, I'm sorry or excuse me. Um, and so, yeah. Anyways, I, that was like my small part of learning the culture immediately as soon as I land. Um, anywho. So I wanted to talk today. Today's episode is going to be about traveling and the importance of traveling and the impact that can have on you. Um, and why it's important. So I have quite a few things listed here. So bear with me. So for me, being an artist, um, traveling enhances my creativity. Gives me new ideas, new ways to look at the world. The architecture throughout the world is so vastly different. Uh, so just the architecture in and of itself is a huge creativity point for me. It gives me new ideas. Uh, and, and honestly, I like to go look at art galleries when I'm in other countries, especially Europe, because they have such beautiful old artwork that is literally older than our entire country in the U.S., which is really special. Um, and so for me, it just gets my creative juices flowing for new collections or new works or new ways to look at the world and new ways and new processes for creating artwork and bringing it to life. So for me, it enhances my creativity. An obvious one is it, it relieves stress. And when I say stress, for me personally, um, the type of stress it relieves for me is... Now, I, no one else puts this kind of stress on me except for myself. And I do know that. And I own that. But societal stress. Societal ideas of who I'm supposed to be. And there, when I travel, the stress of making more money, creating an empire being the most successful version of myself melts away and I am reminded that my job on this earth is to exist and grow and leave light in the pathway that I am forging. That's it. That is it. I, I don't need to focus on what 
Susan thinks of me down the road. I don't need to be worried about creating more, gaining more. Um, and it just helps ground me and it relieves that societal stress for me. Another obvious one is you get to experience different cultures. So <clears throat> one of the things I love to do is I really enjoy going to church in another country on a Sunday and usually not in my religion, in a different religion, and just sitting in that energy and sitting in that space with people I don't know and people who have different beliefs than me and just sitting there and experiencing that. Yes, I don't know what they're saying, but you can kind of feel what's going on and you kind of get to step into what their walk with their religion or their spirituality looks like. And um, there's something really special about that. And I, I don't know what your spiritual or religious beliefs are, but religion and spirituality have played a huge, huge integral role in how our geography formed, how the world was created how different borders for different countries were created, um, how different wars were started or ended. It, it, it's so impactful. Religion and spirituality are what carried us to the, this point and is what motivates a lot of people in politics today, not even just politics, just life in general, and helps shape the path for future generations. And so to sit in that presence with other people and understand or try to understand their spiritual religious beliefs is is truly powerful so um and when, when we talk about experiencing different cultures here's a big one for you when i went to spain last year these people did not eat until 9 p.m 9 p.m people i go to bed at 8 8 30 i am an old person i eat dinner at 5 5 30 these people be eating at like nine o'clock and it's a two-hour affair Okay, these people also have a siesta in the afternoon, so they like shut down for a couple hours. Like, you can't get lunch between like two and four or whatever it may be. These people take a break. And another cultural like difference. So, in I don't know why I'm specifically speaking to Spain, but I just am right now. But their homes and apartments are pretty small, uh, which I just feel like is very indicative of European culture, but specifically Spain. And I just could not get over how many people were in the streets and out with their children constantly and they have parks everywhere and what i realized about the spanish culture specifically is that people are never in their homes they're never in their apartments they are out in their communities they're out in the streets with their children they're out in the parks having a glass of wine with their friends they're taking their kids places with them their their culture relies so much on being out of the house and being with friends and being with family and having that break in the middle of the day is just so important to their work ethic and their flow of life and um so these are just really important things that we pick up on and you know, these these stark contrasts to I'm an American, to how Americans live versus how Europeans live. Uh, I'm going to bring up a couple of points here. Um, it, it helps me as a businesswoman think of new ways to run my business, how to run my business, how to help make my employees happier. Um, the, the way that Europeans live their life specifically uh, is very relaxed and low stress. And I wouldn't say that for all Europeans. Every country is different. I have not had been able to experience all the European countries, but I'm speaking to European countries because I just got back from Portugal. So my most recent experience. 
Uh, but putting yourself in these cultural differences the, the, that is such a stark contrast to how Americans live their life really help you understand and reevaluate how you're living your own life. It can help you adopt maybe some of their ideals or how they 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 live their life or conduct their relationships or how they conduct business. And that was a big one for my husband and I when we first went to Italy, I think in 2019. At the time, I had a coffee shop and I, we went to every coffee shop we could in Italy. I, we consumed so much coffee. And I remember we just sat, would sit in these little coffee cafes for 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 so long, for hours, it would seem. And throughout our whole trip, we would just talk about how we could make my coffee company better, how we can make it more Italian, how we can make it, you know, more um, less about the sugar and milk consumption and, and smaller quantities of coffee. Now, that did not go over in the U.S., totally get that. But we ha- we were able to create these ideas and, and come up with new business models. Um, we came up with a whole new business idea while we were in Italy, just from watching how these people conduct themselves, how they live their lives, how they consume product. And just the simplicity, it would seem in comparison to the US of how they live their life and how they conduct business. So that's another point of traveling is it, get, it opens your eyes to how you can you know, run your life and how you can run a business. The other thing is uh, mental health. I think traveling helps your mental health. If you can absolutely unplug uh, from social media, you can unplug from maybe what you're used to and opening new neuro pathways to new experiences. I think it really does for at least for me, helps with your mental health a lot. Um, when you're trying new foods, for example, what a cool experience. I mean, half the time I don't even know what I'm ordering, but you know, I'm I'm open to the experience of fun little fun side tangent. My sweet loving husband saw on the menu at this little pub that we went to, um, fried fish and it was on the appetizer. And my husband goes, uh, fish sticks, let's get some fish sticks for an appetizer. That sounds great. Let's do it. Um, we just got done eating a different appetizer of um like guacamole like chips and queso so like cool it says fried fish it's fish sticks let's get fish sticks no quite literally it was fried fish like fried little minnows so these little fried eyeballs were coming out these whole fried fish and i was like i love you so much i am not eating those are not fish sticks so they're literally fried whole fish and i am not eating them and i'm not getting an eyeball stuck in my tooth so (laughs) i did eat a few of them just because i did not want to be rude they were not bad i actually really liked them if i'm gonna be honest i really liked them uh but i just could not get over the fact that i was eating a whole fish um i feel as an american i eat a very bland diet in terms of like it's not very adventurous like i'm not eating fish eggs or i'm not eating like cow's tongue or i'm not eating just different parts of the body that we like at least for me i eat a very non like a very I don't want to say bland diet. That's not what I want to say. But like I would say very not adventurous. I don't cook very adventurously. So um, anywho, my point is, is putting your mind in new experiences, whether it be food or, um, you know, trying different um, just experiences in general. I, I think it's just good for your mental health because it almost like derails the the routine that your mind is in. It, it it just disrupts that monotony. And so I think it just helps my mental health a lot to get out of the routine of just everyday life. 
Now, I know I've spoken about this book before, but it's called Dying with Zero. So good. Every person should read it. But in this book, the premise is dying with zero money. So when you get to 75, 80, 90, 95, 100, whatever it is, dying with zero dollars in your bank account. That sounds so, so scary. It sounds so anti-American because um, I feel like we are so, it's so impressed upon us that we want to create this empire. We need to die with millions of dollars and all this stuff. And um, what was really interesting in this book is it talks about giving your children the inherit their inheritance. So whether it be 10,000, 20,000, 100,000, whatever that looks like, giving it to them as young as possible because the worth of a dollar is never going to be worth more than when they're younger. So for example, if you give your 20-year-old $150,000, that's going to like, they're going to be able to buy a house with that, right? It's going to give them a good start in life versus when they're 70 or 60, when you pass like $150,000 isn't going to do a lot for them because the worth of the dollar They've already established themselves, but also in this book, I kind of digress a little bit, sorry, but also in this book, it talks about not building money for when you die, but building memories. You're you're investing into memory. So, I mean, God forbid you end up in a nursing home or, or demobilized or you have saved in your memory banks all these beautiful memories. What a cool way to look at life. When I go and travel, I am investing in my memory bank. I'm investing in these beautiful experiences that I now get to relive for the rest of my life. And I'm building these experiences with my husband, my loving, dear husband. And when I got back from my trip, I have two funerals to go to. We literally landed, and the next day I had to go to a funeral for someone I love very dearly. And it just like drove home the point. Sorry. Uh, just drove home the point that you never know when your last day is. And I catch a lot of flack <laughs> for how much I travel um, from friends and family. Um, I'm not friends. I don't surround myself with those kinds of people intentionally, but mostly mostly family. Say, oh, it must be nice to go on vacation, or wow, you must be making too much money, or wow, you... no. I sacrifice in other areas of my life so I can build these memories, so I can have these memories with my husband. And guess what? I do not feel guilty about that. I do not feel guilty for investing into my mental memory bank. You want to know why else either? It's because I don't know where I'm going to be in 10, 15, 20, 50 years. You hear so often, especially from big difference between Americans and Europeans or Americans and the rest of the world, is that, oh, I will travel when I retire. Sweetheart, what is the economy going to be like in 20, 30, 40 years? Are you going to have the money to travel? Are you going to have the time? Are you going to have the wealth of health? If your health isn't there, sweetheart, you're not going to be able to travel. And I think that's one of the things that just makes me so so sad. So we built, we didn't build, we, we bought our dream home three years ago. And the older couple that sold the house, they said, now is the time for us to go travel and see the world. And I think they were probably late 70s, early 80s. But like a young seven, like a young, like 80-year-old couple. I, I know you know what I mean by that. But guess what? He got diagnosed with Alzheimer's several months after they sold us their house. Their plans of going on cruises and traveling didn't happen. It didn't happen. We are never guaranteed tomorrow, my sweet friends. If you want to take the trip, take it. Save for it. Do it. 
execute it. Like anything else you're going to do in life, whether it's planning for a baby or planning to buy a house, go travel, go do it. I cannot express to you how much it's going to change your life on a personal, spiritual, mental level. And it's going to radically change how you connect to other humans around you. And I know I kind of play on these words a little bit too much. I know giving grace, but when I travel and I get put into a culture that is not my own, ooh, those people be extending me so much grace. And when I come back to my home, I come back to my reality, I feel because I have traveled, I am able to appreciate and understand and let things kind of roll off my back a little bit better. Just because I feel when we do travel, we're understanding human connection a little bit better. So um, to that point, I'm just going to say when you travel, it is helping you build your mental memory bank, which is really, really special. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. We're not guaranteed life in 40 years. Go take the trip. The other point is travel is education. I kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. Putting yourself in a different culture. There's no better education. And let me tell you, going into another country and trying to learn about their history, going to as many historical exhibits, um, cathedrals, museums, um, local uh, historical sites, you're not going to get a better history lesson than hands-on, on-the-ground learning. Don't get me wrong, I've had lovely teachers growing up, history teachers who have educated me throughout the years, and I appreciate them so much, but there's nothing better than hands-on learning and understanding. And I just feel my geography, that my understanding of geography and how history plays into geography and geography plays into history and how religion plays in geography and history and how they all just kind of come together makes so much more sense when you've got like feet on the ground looking at this stuff hands-on and just looking at it. And, and so it, it really is quite an education when you can go to another country and see things firsthand. Um, one thing that I really feel <laughs> is traveling with your partner, at least for me, my husband, oh, it is so special. I love traveling with my husband. I love being able to rely on my husband in different ways that I don't have to in the U.S. when I'm in my comfort zone. You just find new things to love about your partner. And uh, I feel when we're in another country, my husband, and I have a great husband, but he like turns into a wholer person. It's probably because we're both not so stressed and we're in another country together, but you have to rely on each other a little bit better. We have to rely on different tools that we don't necessarily have to utilize as much when we're home and in our comfort zone and so it just reminds me it makes me realize all the things I appreciate about him and um, also traveling like makes you think about new hobbies and things you want to try and one of the things I always do when we get back from the international trip is I try to like pick out three or four different recipes that we loved from that country and I try to perfect them and get them just absolutely perfect and then I put them in my cookbook. <laughs> so we have like some Portuguese, some Spanish, some Italian, some French, some Thai, some uh, J- Japanese. We have all these different um, things and, and it's uh, learning. I just have learned how to cook different dishes and I have so many different little trinkets and cooking doohickeys that people use in other countries that we don't necessarily use in the U.S. to create these dishes. And so 
traveling also helps you just like think about the world in a different way and think about new hobbies because your girl couldn't cook for a very long time and it just kind of invigorated this thing I wanted to be able to do in this new hobby and um, Slate and I both get to benefit from that because we're eating fun food now don't get me wrong <laughs> not everything turns out and then sometimes it takes some time to get it right but um, traveling does help you open your realization to uh, new hobbies maybe that you want to try Ooh, one little thing I'll put out there Airbnb is not just for like getting a place to like sleep but there's also like an experience tab. So if you do travel out of you, they have in the US too. So if you travel in the US um, as well, you can go to the experiences tab and then put wherever you're going and for whatever duration. And you can see experiences that are available. And one of our favorite things is cooking classes and walking tours wherever we go. So uh, I would highly recommend that. Uh, I'm not sponsored by Airbnb, but we found that uh, several years ago, and we booked so many experiences on there. Wine tours. Uh, we've been to two wine tours that we've really, really enjoyed. E-bike tours. Uh, there, there's a plethora of things that you can book through the Airbnb experiences tab, and I just highly, highly would recommend it. It's so fun. Um, but yeah, so and traveling just gives you confidence. It gives you so much confidence. If you can navigate a foreign country, you're fine. You're fine. You can figure everything else out. If you you can navigate a foreign country, you don't speak the language, you don't know where the heck you're going, you don't know anything, you can do anything. I'm fairly certain of it. Uh, the, the last thing is traveling. I know this is going to be a hot button topic. Traveling is not that expensive in the grand scheme of things. And we had gotten back from a trip last year and uh, <laughs> one of my friends said to me, uh, a little bit of an older gentleman and, and, and um, asked, he's like, how do you like how do you afford this like where did you get all your money so i feel like there is a stigma behind traveling and that it has to be really expensive and so while traveling is an investment it does not have to cost tens of thousands of dollars uh and and like i said i could do an episode on this if you guys wanted to i already feel like this is a really um like this is kind of not one of my traditional you know episodes but anyways one of the ways that my husband and i pick where to go is we're just constantly watching flights internationally. That's it. And when we see a smoking deal pop up, we we book it. And that's what determines where we go. Truly, that's what determines where we go. Uh, obviously, we do a little bit of like work. So we're like, oh, hey, we found cheap flights to Switzerland. And Switzerland's very expensive. So while we may have found a cheap flight to Switzerland, what does the hotel cost? What is the average cost of a meal? What's the average cost of getting to see museums and different things in that area? So and and you know there's a lot that goes into that but traveling and planning a trip is much 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 easier and much much more affordable than people would think and so our biggest thing is we are just constantly watching flights because we just really enjoy that and like we just text each other all the time look at look at how cheap these flights are to here and um i know we are fortunate enough to both work for ourselves so we have the flexibility somewhat within our schedules to be able to plan these things but um if you guys have any questions on how to travel affordably or how to get good deals don't hesitate to reach out to me or if you want me to do an episode on that i absolutely can um in the spirit of transparency um we found tickets round trip to portugal from rapid city for 500 dollars 
Um, and so I know not all my listeners are from the U.S., or even from South Dakota, Wyoming, Midwest, but Rapid City is a small airport in the Midwest, Rapid City, South Dakota. Um, And so a $500 round trip, like we didn't even fly to Louisville, Kentucky this last fall for a wedding for that. But yeah, we could go to Europe for a $500 round trip out of Rapid City. So, um, you know, it's just finding those deals. And so that's just really what determines where we go and how we pick where we're going. But anywho, I digress. I'm going down a rabbit hole. The whole purpose of this episode uh, is because it's something I'm really passionate about. Uh, traveling's like my number one top passion. Uh, it's a traveling because I prioritize traveling so much. Yes, it definitely dictated who I dated um, and ultimately who I ended up marrying. But traveling also, like it, because I love to travel, it dictates a lot of what, how I spend my money from day to day. It's how I prioritize things in my life day to day. So it's really one of my top, top passions in life. And so I wanted to do an episode on it. And I just want to thank you guys for listening up to this point. So I have a quote for you, like I always do. So my quote for you, uh, I do not have the author for this quote, so I do apologize. But travel not to find yourself, but to remember who you've been all along. Travel not to find yourself, but to remember who you've been all along. So I'm going to make a point to that. You know, I'm going to go down a little rabbit hole real fast, and then I'll circle it back. I feel we get so caught up in our routine. We get so caught up in the day-to-day waves of everything that we slowly, like, get these, like, like, onion layers around us, just, like, built and compacted on. And we sometimes get so lost in life and the mundaneness of life and the routines of life. We sometimes forget who we are a little bit. And some of you maybe are totally zen and in tune to who you are. And that's lovely. And you're not a little onion. But for me, I feel like the longer I go without traveling, I just start getting these onion layers on me. And I start losing touch with what's important in life. And what's important to life for me is just existing and truly being a good human. Everything else is just garbage people use to market to you, I feel like to take your money, to get you down a different rabbit hole. I feel as though we overcomplicate life. (laughs) And traveling helps me uncomplicate life and helps me really be in tune to who I am. So again, travel not to find yourself, but to remember who you've been all along. Okay, I'm going to give you a a journaling prompt this week. And this one's going to be a little bit more in depth, but I want to encourage you guys for this journaling prompt get deep, really, really go into this, really go down a rabbit hole with this writing prompt, okay? Write for pages if you need to. I want you to like really tap into your creative side with this one. So what does your dream trip look like? How long is this dream trip? Where are you going? Who are you taking with you? Anyone? Why or why not? Uh, So also side note, when I was dating, I would ask my dates, like not the traditional questions, like, you know, where did you grow up, all that, you know, I'd ask my dates really weird questions. And I remember one of the questions I would ask my dates is I said, okay, fictitiously, I'm giving you a ticket. Now this ticket can take you anywhere in the world. Where are you going? With who and why? And I remember that was a big dating question I'd ask because it it, it told me a few things about the person. It told me, um, one, that they were able to think outside the box. You know, I feel like, if they would say somewhere in the U.S., 
would you tell me a little bit about their mindset a little bit? I mean, not to say I'm a psychologist or anything, but I would love to hear someone say Antarctica or Thailand or Europe, you know, like that was be kind of answer I was looking for. And then who they took with them. It was always really important to see kind of like where their uh, priorities would, would lie relationship wise, you know, was would they be taking a family member that would tell me a lot about their family connection or would they be taking a friend that would tell me a lot about how much they value their friendships and what maybe what kind of friendship that person has with them. Uh, and so anyway, so when I was dating, I'd always ask that um, question because it always gave me like really interesting insight into that person is and I'd say if I gave you an airline ticket today where would you go with who and why? I remember that such a weird little person. I'm sure I was just a quirky person to date anyways. So this journaling prompt, what does your dream trip look like? How long is it? Where is it to? Who do you go with? I want you to get into, like, I really want you to go into this journaling prompt and think about what does this country smell like? What kind of food are you going to eat? Where are you going to travel? What are you most excited to see? I really want you to think about this dream trip. And I want you to dream about this dream trip. I want you to put yourself in that country in your mind and just go to town. I believe in the power of manifestation. And I feel like where your, where your thought goes, where your energy goes, you are going to be able to obtain it. So sweet friends, if you want to travel and you have stuck with me this long, write about that dream trip, okay? Write about it. Manifest it. Go get it. Okay, sweet friends, thank you so much for staying tuned on this interesting episode. It's something I'm really passionate about. I love you all. Have an amazing week. You know where to find me. Facebook, Giving Grace with Alexandra Hansen. Uh, Instagram, Giving Grace with Alexandra Hansen. If you have questions, comments, hopefully not concerns, Giving Grace Podcast at gmail.com. Okay, love you all. Have a great week. <laughs>